The book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 through 38. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Jani, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Ezli, the son of Nagai, the son of Maath, the son of Mattathias, the son of Simeon, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Jonan, the son of Resa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Kosam, the son of El-Madam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Joram, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Melia, the son of Mena, the son of Manatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Selah, the son of Nashan, the son of Amminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Surug, the son of Ru, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalaleh, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. My commentary. Sometimes reading a list of names can be the worst thing anyone can imagine. Yeah, there's something very profound happening here. As we go through every single man in the lineage of Jesus. Think about how each and every one of these men lived, had children, passed on traditions to those children, and then died. Think about how Jesus lived and then died. These things all happened inside history. These things actually happened. Do you believe that these things happened in history? Do you believe that the miracles are true? What you're about to see 
from the rest of the book of Luke is Jesus start to do absolutely astounding things. And what this genealogy does is it grounds the astounding miracles of Jesus in history. So believe that he was able to do these things, to believe that he did these things exactly as it says, exactly as laid out in the book, because the book is claiming to be history. So believe it for what it says that it is. Mom's Commentary Here we see John's boldness to speak to Herod of his adultery. This boldness to preach truth into people's lives caused him to be persecuted and beheaded. He was immediately promoted to glory and began enjoying the pleasures of God forever. Most of us are not volunteering for persecution or martyrdom because we are not ready to leave this life. We can't imagine how much better and more wonderful heaven will be. The world's lie is that this life is all there is. They also say we should tolerate others' differences, which we call sin. May the Lord give us wisdom and boldness to speak out against the sin around us and not shrink back in fear. Let us call people to deepen their understanding of God, to love and obey Him. May churchgoers clearly see their true standing with God and not waste years in ignorance and pride. May God grant wisdom and great boldness to those who have opportunities to influence the lives of those in power. Pray for revival. Dad's Commentary About 30 years of age, we have seen a good bit of waiting in the book of Luke so far. Here we see even Jesus had to wait. Suddenly we have jumped 18 years of Jesus' life. He was 12 in the temple, and now he is about 30 years old. Think about those 18 years. He knew he was the Son of God, my Father's house, chapter 2. But for 18 years he was also merely a carpenter's son. He helped in the family business. He helped care for his earthly family. He did things that we would see as meaningless and insignificant, especially for the Son of God. Yet he knew the Father's time was perfect. He waited, daily nurturing his intimate relationship with the Father. He could be just as content sweeping out the carpenter's shop as teaching the Sermon on the Mount. He just wanted to be with his Father, doing what his Father called him to do, when his Father called him to do it. There is a simple beauty in being content with ordinary, everyday obedience. The world we live in makes us think every moment of every day needs to be extraordinary or radical. But sometimes the most extraordinary or radical thing we can do is be faithful with the small tasks that God has given us over a long time. Think about all that God was doing during those 18 years. Preparing those who would encounter Christ. God's timing is always perfect. Wait on the Lord.